Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. It's Mark Bergman in for Suzanne and happy to spotlight the incredible work and amazing speed executed by the Shad Health and Business Center. As we entered the first wave of COVID-19 here in Montreal, and eventually we learned that in the spring there was a shortage of PABs. Joining us now is Principal Joe Cacchione and two students of the program as well, who are now working as PABs at Maimonides, Maria de Pagnon and Dave Moran. We'll hear from them in a second. But Joe, I want to start with you. What was your first thought when you heard Premier Legault announce that there was a shortage of PABs here in Quebec? I think the press conference was around uh, mid-May when he announced that in uh, mid-June we would start with uh, 10,000 PAB uh, being trained uh, by uh, at the latest, but by September 15. And I was a little bit worried, uh, not too sure if it was going to happen, but we saw things moving and uh, it happened. It happened. We started at uh, our school six groups as of uh, June 15, and then another two groups in the middle of July. Uh, we made it happen. A lot of teachers, you know, uh, got their act together and really made sure that the program uh, worked. 160 students joined us. I would say 95% of them graduated. And uh, most of them are still very active and happy to help people at the CHSLDs. Normally within that time period, so you said 160 students, normally how many students would pass through the program? Well, you know, it's the first time we do a program like this. First of all, it's not a full program, which is usually 875, 870 hours. Uh, this one was 375 hours. So everything had to be reinvented from scratch. Uh, teachers worked very, very hard in order to write the program as we were getting information from the Ministère de l'Education, um, work with the program, write exams, uh, prepare for the students, uh, and teach at the same time, get the training going as we were going. So we had many, many meetings just to make sure that everything would work out. So give an idea of how many, it's a little bit difficult because it, it's a complete new program. And talk to me a bit about the teachers. That, that couldn't have been an easy job for the teachers as well. Well, first of all, hats off to them. They gave up their summer uh, to train the students. Uh, they never um, they never let the students go. I mean, they were doing eight hours a day, uh, every day of the week. And very often students would reach them on the weekend because of questions, because they're worried, because, you know, um, they didn't know if they made the right decisions or not. So it was just fantastic to uh, to see the relationship that grew with the teachers and the students throughout this time. You know, they, they spent a few weeks with them in school, which is 120 hours, basically three weeks, and then they were sent to the stages, uh, to the different CHSLDs. And even in the CHSLDs, the teachers kept on uh, kept on having this relationship uh, with the students in order to help them, to sometimes encourage them to to persevere, and then uh, and then finally uh, we saw them graduating. Maria, I want to start with you. Uh, do you remember where you were uh, around that time when you heard that the Quebec government was looking for all these PABs? I was working at a restaurant called Live Salads uh, for the last three years before I saw the announcement on Instagram, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was sitting around my kitchen table with my roommate and my boyfriend, and I think it was about one o'clock in the morning, and I saw the announcement and I was like, I got to do this. And then we had this whole conversation about the situation and COVID-19. And I was so 
determined to do something different with my life and start a new path because I was so stagnant for so long that it just it felt like it was calling my name like I needed to 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 go for it because I would be missing a huge opportunity in my life and uh, it was a really good decision I really enjoy working as a PAB at the Maimonides and uh, I don't think I would have chosen anything different it really really is a good choice for me. And my old bosses were very happy for me as well. They were telling me for so many years since I was 18 years old, go back to school, Maria, go back to school. You'll do so well. And uh, so, yeah, they're very happy for me. I miss them very much. I miss my <laughs> sure. old employees. I used to be the manager, so I used to have so many employees I held so dear to my heart. It's amazing what, what, a, what a random moment can do, scrolling through Instagram at one in the morning and seeing this ad for PABs and all of a sudden now fast forward. Yeah. I had a new job. Changes, in changes of life. Absolutely. I had a new job in two weeks and I was like, this is great. <laughs> I want to talk about the job in a second. Dave, tell me uh, around that time, uh, that press conference, uh, where you were and what you were doing. Like Maria, I was in the uh, the restaurant business. Um, okay. At that time, I was also a manager for a restaurant. I had just uh, left my job about two weeks before the uh, pandemic uh, started. I was a little bit in the same space where, you know, I had been in the industry for, for so very long and... Um, you know, I, I started feeling like it was about time to, to switch gears in my life, uh, you know, and then the pandemic hit. And when that was going on, I had started looking for, for different jobs. So then the announcement came out. I, I had I had I heard about it. I spoke about it with my my girlfriend, my longtime girlfriend. And then one of my friends who's a nurse also, uh, you know, posted up a message on a private messenger group. And I said, well, you know what, I'm, 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 I've been looking to switch gears. I had participated in the Katim Vic program when I was younger, um, and I was in a palliative care center, so I already had an understanding of what the job entailed. So I just applied, and I said to myself, well, you know, a week later, they said there's 104,000 applicants and there's 10,000 positions, and I said to myself, well, maybe it's a long shot. Yeah, and lo and behold, I got accepted. So we're talking about a ten percent acceptance rate. Joe, uh, you you probably have, have met students in the program from all sorts of backgrounds, right? They do come from different backgrounds, different ethnic groups, different realities, different ages, um, and it's always interesting the reasons why they chose the program. The word helping came out ninety five percent of the time. The word opportunity also because you know the government did give incentives. For people to register also came up you know people didn't hide it and say oh no no you know what uh, getting this money is, is nothing no getting the money was was helpful also to make a decision because you know leaving a job quitting something not knowing where you're going without any any filet de sauvetage as we say yep. in, in french um it becomes very difficult so people made the decision with the help of the government but also with a vision of a difference that they can make uh, for uh, for other people. Maria, tell me about the course. You you walk into school for the first time, and you're you walk into a new industry, and you're learning new terms, learning about new things. Tell me uh, how you sort of uh, went through it, and and what you were feeling, and uh, how it was. The first day of school, I was nervous. I won't lie. It had been like five years since I had graduated from high school, so it was kind of like nerve wracking to be around people again and <laughs> like out of a work setting, you know, yeah, yeah. like yourself, not as someone's boss. But I quickly made friends with a couple <laughs> of in my class 
and obviously the principal because he's so nice and um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was good I, I had a lot of um experience already with like CPR lifeguarding um from my high school years so going into the class with all the medical turns was actually really fun like I didn't expect it to be so interesting and I'm like oh this is this is great I can do this um you know and it really led me towards um, feeling like, you know, maybe I can pursue more in the medical field, maybe go into being an LPN or nursing. A lot of people are actually pushing me to go do that now. Good. So, yeah, it, it really boosted uh, my morale about uh, being part of the program. Once I got into class, met the students, met the teachers, you know, once you get into it and, and you commit yourself to something, things prove to be um, very, like, not easily done, but you know, if you push yourself, anything can be done. Well you know. said. Dave, tell me about your first day in the field, first day on the job. Well, imagine going back to school at 36 years old. Uh, so that was definitely a new experience. And just like Maria, there's a, a certain amount of stress, you know, being, being uh, inside a group with people you don't know, learning new things, unsure what you're about to face. And um, honestly, literally after the first day, um, our, our class bonded immediately. Everybody got close. Everybody made sure to know each other, um, you know, on, on their first lunch break, talking with each other, learning our backgrounds, where we're coming from, we introduced ourselves. It, it created a, a camaraderie and we bonded instantly. And I feel very lucky because that was one of my biggest worries. And then we had Joe pop in the, the first time, introduce himself. Everybody was a little bit on edge and he came in and he, you know, he relaxed everybody right away and it made us feel more prepared to, to go on with it. And as time went on with the classes, we started learning more and more and more and everybody was asking questions and the, the teacher was answering. We had a wonderful teacher, Ms. Debbie. Um, and we just kept going. And even after when we started stage, you know, even though our, our group kind of broke up, we went to the same institution, but it kind of got broken up into different floors. We made a messenger group and we stuck together in our online classes. We shared our experiences and it helped us kind of move forward and evolve and grow together so so that we could, you know, take from, from each other's experiences and apply it every single day on a continual basis. Maria, uh, both you and Dave are, uh, are at Maimonides currently, right? Yes. Right. First of all, we should point out that you work the overnight shift, right? I work the overnight shift. It's not that bad of a shift. I really enjoy it, but it's a little taxing on the body uh, when you're there for eight hours and there's not much to do because, you know, people are sleeping. Uh, it's an important shift nonetheless, of course. Tell me tell me about your daily duties overnight. I, I love the overnight shift because, you know, it's, it's a, a shift that, you know, you can really spend time with the residents in the morning, wake them up get them ready for their day. You know, I find the most important part of the day is that moment when you wake up out of bed really determines whether you're going to wake up on the good side or the bad side, yeah. you know, and, and if you do your job really well, you know, you can really kind of wake them up with like compassion, like you're caring for them. And like they wake up, they see you, they smile, you know, and, and they're just happy to be woken up by someone with a positive energy, which is really what I try to bring to work. Um, so yeah, the night shift, it starts off really slow. You get in, you do your rounds, you make sure everyone is safe. You get the report from the evening staff, you know, so that we're all up to date. We all have the same information on, on how the residents are doing, if they're sick, if they if they're feeling bad, if they've changed their behavior, you know, just daily things. Um, 
that you need to be aware about when you're taking care of someone's life. In the day shift and the evening shift, your residents are moving around a little bit more. You're you're, you're feeding them. So so that is it's a little less important because naturally they're being moved because of your routine. Right. But at night, it's it's one of those really important things to do. You're talking like a real pro right now. It's it's amazing <laughs> that you were like a manager of a of a salad restaurant uh, like seven months. Ago. Joe, how do you feel? I mean, you're you're the principal of the school, and and you saw them like a day one uh, manager of a salad restaurant. Uh, day worked in, in in the food industry as well. Like, well, no, Mark. Actually, I wanted to tell you thank you, thank you for this interview because you know I remember the first day and Dave when you said you know. Uh, you were there the first day I was looking at you guys. I was looking at all the students, many of them with the, the eyes open, worried, wondering, did I make the right decision? Why did I do this? Is this good for me? Am I going to be able? What if, I, what if I drop? What if I quit? What if I don't make it? And suddenly I hear you, Maria, with all the experience you're, you're talking, Dave, with the confidence that you have dealing with the patients, I feel like you guys have been there forever because one of my preoccupation is how are these people going to do it with a program that is usually in eight and a half months? How are they going to do the three and a half months program and being able to, to take care of, this, of the patients just as much as anybody else who had a longer training uh, would? And man, oh man, I hear you guys and uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You know, I'll uh, share with the teachers because you guys um, represent the students that we, we trained. I'm really, really proud of you guys. It must feel great. I, I, we're recording this for audio for a podcast, but we should tell listeners we, we can see each other as well. And Dave has, uh, Joe has a smile from ear to ear uh, when, when Maria <laughs> and, and Dave are talking. Hey, Dave, was there any fear about going into the uh, CHSLDs and being in the program? No, not, not one bit. Wow. Uh, the moment that, that, that I went in there, you know, the first day you, you, you're getting to see the facility you're going around and, and your, your mind is a little bit blown and you're like, wow, this is a big institution. <laughs> I believe Maimonides is one of the bigger institutions in Quebec at, at this moment. I mean, over 400 residents. And you're, you're a little bit, you know, you're, you're marveling at the size of, of it and the, the machine behind it. Uh, and then, you know, you start working and you do your stage and you start learning your residence and your stage ends and then you get hired. And when I got hired, right, Immediately, um, you know, because you know, on some days one person isn't there, so you're taking that 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 resident load, and you're taking care of all these different residents. And I've gotten to learn, you know, all of the residents over over my the fifth floor. We're, we're talking about seventy different residents. Um, for me, and I'm talking like specifically, was there any fear? You know, COVID. I had a little bit of fear. I was a little bit skeptical about, you know. Will I catch it? Will this be like, will I be out in the first two weeks? Like, <laughs> my, my biggest fear is I'm young. I'm 23 years old. Um, I have a young boyfriend as well. He's also 23. We both work in essential, essential uh, services. He's a security guard. Um, and so the fear of bringing COVID from our personal lives into work is very real. I get tested every single week at work. You're afraid of bringing COVID from out (laughs) to in. No, I'm not afraid of getting it from inside um, the CHSLD because we're very protected. Believe it or not, the PPE really does work. If you know what you're doing and if you care, you will do your job well and you won't neglect the fact that you have to take off your PPE properly and put it on properly. 
My biggest fear is um, bringing it from the outside. It, you get a little paranoid because you're like, what supermarket is this? Let me go to only this supermarket because at least I know the employees there. And if I go yeah, to this maxi yeah. and go to that maxi, you know what I mean? And and yeah, so getting COVID at the Maimonides is not, it doesn't fear me. I know some employees yeah. who tested positive just by working there. Yeah. But then again, I do my donning and doffing of my PPE properly. And I've been negative ever since I started working. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, the entire time that we were doing our massage, you know, we were taught the proper techniques to, you know, to, to put on and take off the gown. And, uh, you know, even Joe said, you know, listen, you have all the tools necessary, you know, to make it through and, 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 and to stay safe. And we applied those techniques every single day, you know, at, at Maimonides. And, you know, me personally, uh, I have the access to, to getting tested. I get tested every single week. I've been negative 12 times in a row. You know, uh, so I, yeah, that's why, you know, for me, I wasn't too scared, especially when we started, they had done their best. I feel safe with my coworkers because they're looking out for me and I'm looking out for them. Oh, I, I totally agree with what David said. Totally. Maria, for people listening and potential students listening, uh, who want to be PABs. Why do you recommend that people uh, maybe change careers just like you did and become a PAB? I recommend being a PAB to fellow students who are more around my age group just because you know it's scary to think of this job as something that you could do and it's like almost like like oh my god why would I do a job like this for the work that you're doing and the amount of responsibility that you have it pays very well especially if you're a student it's flexible hours you you can have part-time you can be on call, you can work full time, you can work in the middle of part time and full time, you can work twice a, a week, you know, uh, and, and it's really, it's flexible, you know, so for those who, who always struggle trying to find these restaurant jobs, waiter, waiter, have to work in the kitchen, and you're killing yourself at work because, and it's such a stressful environment, and then you're going to school full time, a job like this is so gratifying that it's something you can easily do to go back to school. And that's why I did it because I want to go back to school at one point. And I think this is a great way to have that in the middle job between careers in life. There's such a need for PABs, even nurses. There's such a need and CSLDs, CLSCs in hospitals, any kind of healthcare facility there's such a need for these uh, positions that, you know, going to do it for a year, if it won't destroy your life, if anything, it'll just improve it and make it better. And it's going to add so much value to um, everything that you've learned so far throughout your entire life. And if, yeah, it's just something that, that everyone should at least experience once. Even my parents tell me, they're like, wow, you're really getting to meet people. You're experiencing such awesome things. And I'm like, I am. I meet new staff members. I meet family members. I meet companions to the residents. And ultimately, the residents are the most fun to be around sometimes. Joe, quickly, if people are interested in, in still being PABs, the program is still uh, still open? Well, yeah, we have the uh, normal program that is uh, running now, which is 870 hours, which is about eight and a half months. Um, we're welcoming people. We have a new group starting in uh, January. It's it's ongoing. 
We emphasize a lot, as Dave was saying, on the PPEs because it's important that students learn how to protect themselves. And they can tell you they were practicing every day on how to put on and remove the PPEs because that's the most important thing. Going in, as Maria said, the CHSLDs and then walking out two weeks later because you caught the COVID, well, then it would be useless. The first important thing is to protect yourself and then help others. And at the same time, one message, you know, if you go into this beautiful career of um, préposé aux bénéficiaires, as uh, it's uh, commonly called, uh, no, 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 very well that you make a difference. You know, I usually tell my students, the surgeon is the person that the patient doesn't see. The doctor is seen by the same patient maybe one or two minutes a day. The nurse comes in and checks whatever she needs to check, but the PAB is the person with whom you develop a relationship. And as Maria said before, you make a complete difference in these people's lives. Guys, this was uh, fantastic. Really, really insightful. And I thank you, uh, Joe, Maria, and Dave for joining us on the EMSP podcast. Can I add one last thing in? I just want to thank you. I want to thank Maria. I want to thank Joe. This is a beautiful career to get into. You learn a lot of different things about different diseases, health, uh, the system, the healthcare system in general, and it can open up your mind to all sorts of different things. And at the end of the day, the DEP gives you the possibility to move further in life and to it opens up your horizons. There's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, getting more diplomas, more degrees in your life and, you know, expanding your mind. I love how passionate you guys are. Amazing. Guys, thanks so much for this insightful chat. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was awesome. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Maria. Bye-bye. Amazing. You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast with Suzanne Desotel. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.